Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church is to inspire people to follow Jesus, because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks at greenvilleoaks.org and connect with us on social media. We would love it if you could rate and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Lead Minister Wade Hodges. Good to see you today. Good to be here together. Thankful for everyone who's watching and listening online as well, that we can all be together in this way. Today and next week, I want to talk a bit about simplicity. Living a simple life, or maybe at least a simpler life. And I'm wondering, what do you imagine when you hear me say the word simplicity, or imagine what it means to live a simple life? Maybe you envision people who live in tiny houses, or you're thinking of those who make their own furniture, or their own clothes, or churn their own butter, or maybe you're recalling some of those stories you've heard about those who find the courage and the faith to give away most of their money and possessions for the sake of the poor. And all of those examples, of course, could be the result of living a simple life, but that's really not what I have in mind when I say the word simplicity. Simplicity is about more than what we do with our money or the possessions we acquire or maintain. It it also has something to do with with how we invest our time and our energy, how we make decisions, what we say yes to and what we say no to, and how we manage our worries and our anxiety. Simplicity is more than just how we live in the world. It's also what we carry with us, inside of us, in our hearts every day. And simplicity begins with an invitation from Jesus in Matthew chapter 11. He says, beginning in verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. For you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, he's talking about that kind of harness that links two animals together so they can walk side by side and pull in unison. But also, people in Jesus' day referred to a rabbi's particular interpretation of the law of Moses as a yoke. And some rabbi's interpretation of the law was strict and narrow and demanding. It was a heavy burden they placed upon their followers. Theirs was said to be a hard yoke. And Jesus says, that's not my yoke. Mine is not a burden. Mine sets you free. Mine gives you peace. Walk with me, Jesus says. Get in step with me. Link up with me. And you will find the peace and the rest your soul longs for. 
Jesus offers us a way of life that is different from other rabbis, different from other religious teachers or teachers of the law, different from the Pharisees or even John the Baptist. What Jesus offers us is is not just a different way to be religious. His vision is always bigger than religion. It's not just a better way to do church. His vision is always bigger than church. What Jesus offers us is a different and better way to be human. A deeper, more fulfilling way to be a human being created in the image of God. These days I do most of my reading on a Kindle or in the Kindle app on my phone or iPad. And one of the features I love about the Kindle is that as I'm reading, I can always see what other readers of the same book have highlighted. And you see the most common or the most frequent highlighted passages within whatever you're reading. And for years now, the most frequently highlighted passage of the Bible on the Kindle are these two verses from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this is not exactly a scientific study, paying attention to the most frequently highlighted passages in the Kindle app. But I think it does give us a clue as to what kind of struggles and longings and problems Bible reading types bring with them when we read our Bibles on the Kindle. You're reading along, oh yeah, 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 that's what I need. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds like good news to me. Oh yeah, yeah, I want to remember that highlight. So we need to know what to do with our anxieties, our worries, and we long for peace that passes all understanding. And my experience is that many including myself, who describe themselves as Christians, aren't living the kind of life Jesus describes in that invitation in Matthew 11. There's a huge gap between the life Jesus says is possible when we follow him and the life that so many of us experience every day. And it raises the question, why the gap? Maybe it's because Jesus promises too much. He can't deliver. Or maybe... It's because we admire him from afar. We appreciate what he has to say, but we never really follow him. Never really trust him with our lives. We never take his yoke upon us and learn from him how to be a better human being, a true human being. We never trust him to show us how to live a simpler life. His vision of a simple life is a good summary of it in the Sermon on the Mount, and particularly in one passage, Matthew chapter 6, beginning of verse 25. This is one of those passages when we first read, we think that's so unrealistic, but it's also such good news if it's true. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. 
Are you not much more valuable than they? So can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, and yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and then tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, those who do not know the God revealed in Jesus Christ, they run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all, the things, all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In this passage, Jesus mentions two primary cares or concerns or worries. Food and clothing. We could add to that list, couldn't we? We can worry about food. We can worry about our clothing. We can worry about shelter. Now we can worry about inflation and the price of gas. We can worry about our careers and our reputations and our health. We can worry about our children. We can worry about our parents. We can worry about our 401ks, and I'm just getting started. And all of these things complicate our lives. All of these things become obstacles to living a simpler life, all of these concerns. And yet, when we say we want to live a simpler life, we're not saying that these cares and concerns are unimportant or not essential. In fact, we're saying the opposite. We're saying these things are so important. They are so essential that it's hard to not let them get in the way and complicate our lives because we can't stop thinking or obsessing or focusing on them. And it's in the midst of all these necessary concerns that Jesus says, let me show you how to simplify your life. He says, you do it by seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, by putting the reign of God and living in right relationship with God before all your other concerns. And here's a way to visualize the shift Jesus asks us to make. This is the part of the message I've been looking forward to because I think this is the part that is really helpful and makes sense to me. It all clicks for me, what I'm about to show you. We could describe this as the complicated life. We know this life well. These are all the cares and concerns and worries and anxieties that we have, all the different categories that vie for our attention, our energy, our time. And notice God is just one of those categories, one more area to be concerned about, to feel guilty about when we're not giving it enough time or energy. This is a complicated life, and as life gets more complicated, as different areas of concern grow, or as we add more areas of concern, God gets squeezed out. Like we need to make more time for God. We need to give more time, God, more of our focus, more of our energy. How could we do that? Well, one strategy for simplifying our life is to eliminate the process of elimination. So we start getting rid of various areas, concerns so that we can have more room on our plate for God. And this is initially attractive. We think, God, my focus on God is growing, and I'm getting rid of all this stuff in my life, but those concerns, 
Those worries aren't going away. They will come back like weeds. In fact, Jesus compares the everyday worries and concerns of life like to weeds that can grow up and choke out whatever God is wanting to do in your life. The eliminated life can be just as complicated as it involves making tough decisions what to keep and what to let go of. And those decisions can be so complicated. I read a story about a couple that decided they wanted to reduce their ownership to 100 possessions that would fit in their 400-square-foot home. And they started deciding what they were going to keep, what would fit. And it turns out they were legalists. And they got a debate into a debate about how to count shoes. Is a pair of shoes one or two possessions? And then there's the box of Q-tips. Let's not even talk about the toothpicks. Elimination can be complicated. Doesn't necessarily lead to simplicity. And Jesus, while he might say there are some things in your life you definitely want to get rid of, he's really not about eliminating. He's about integrating. Rather than eliminate, he says, put the kingdom of God, the reign of God first, make it primary so that instead of being focused and concerned about a lot of things, you only have to be concerned about one thing. It looks like this. This is the integrated life. Notice all those previous areas of concern, all those cares, all those things we tend to worry about, all those complications in life, they're still there. They never go away. But God is at the center of them all. And when God is at the center, when the kingdom and the reign of God is central to our lives, then as we grow in our awareness of God and what God is doing, and as we begin to see more and more of God in everything we do, at some point we realize that everything in life is growing out of our life with God, not in competition to God, but a part of our life with God. Seek first the kingdom, Jesus says, and all the other things you worry about, they'll be taken care of as well. And as this happens, life becomes more simple. This is Jesus' vision of a simple life. In his classic book on simplicity, Richard Foster says it this way. He says, the joyful paradox in all of this is that while simplicity is complex, it is also simple. In the final analysis, we are not the ones who have to untangle all the intricacies of our complex world. There are not many things we have to keep in mind. In fact, only one, be attentive to the voice of our shepherd. There are not many decisions we have to make. In fact, only one, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And we do that day after day, every day. There are not many tasks we have to do, in fact, only one, to obey him in all things. The simple life, the integrated life, is focusing on the one that helps us sort out all the others. And we'll close by revisiting Jesus' invitation from Matthew 11, this time reading it from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase in the message. Jesus says, are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? 
come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Wouldn't you like to know more about the unforced rhythms of grace? I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Who wouldn't say yes to that invitation? Who wouldn't want to draw near to Jesus and learn how to be truly human from him? Before we jump in and say yes, without really thinking it through, we have to check our heart and ask ourselves, do we really believe it's possible? Do we believe this kind of life is possible? And do we trust that Jesus is the one who can lead us there? Do we trust him with our life, not just our life after death, but do we trust him with our life before we die? Do we trust him not with just what comes later, but do we trust him with right now? And do we believe following him will simplify our lives? May it be so. Or at least may we want it to be so. Or may we want to want it to be so. And if it is so, then may we pledge our allegiance and declare our trust in our Father in heaven, revealed in Jesus Christ. And may we do it today by standing and praying out loud together the Lord's Prayer. Please stand. Let's pray. This prayer leads us into simplicity. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and have a simple week. Thank you so much for listening to the message from the Greenville Oaks message broadcast. We hope this message enriched your life and can help you inspire others to follow Jesus. Because we honestly believe following Him is the best way of life possible. Be sure to connect with us online on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.